The following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders radio network. And we are here in a brand new year of 2023 and all kinds of exciting things happening on our platform on podcasts, as well as um, about to air going nationwide starting March 4th. But I am here, we're going to talk today about a very important um concept. And I guess I say concept because a lot of us may have situations in our lives where we've either received a huge devastating diagnosis or we have a loved one who has done that. And, you know, in talking about that, I really believe if there's any sort of terminal illness that happens in a family, whatever that is, um, it's it's a process that everyone lives with, and it's part of the grief process. And I am here with Leanna Marie. And for those of you that remember her, she's been on our show many times, and we're excited to have Leanna with us. She's the author of The Complete Guide for People with Parkinson's Disease and Their Loved Ones, Everything You Need to Know About Caregiving for Parkinson's, and the upcoming book, The Parkinson's Path. Leanna, welcome to Answers for Elders Radio. Thank you, Suzanne. It's great to be here. You know, you went through your own story with your mom. Um, obviously, you know, you have went through this process. And, yes. you know, I'm sure just like me of realizing I was kind of in denial at the beginning, like I didn't really know what was happening. And there was a part of me that thought my mom was nothing was ever going to happen to her. And then all of a sudden she got dementia. Your mom got Parkinson's. Tell me a little bit about that denial feeling. Can can you identify yeah. that at all? Yeah, you know, it's funny because you always think of it's the people that have the illness that might go through denial. And um, when I, I, a lot of care partners ask me, um, how do I deal with my loved one who's who's in denial, whatever. But what we don't think about is um, us as care partners that sometimes we might be in denial. Um, mm-hmm. And I probably didn't realize it until later on in mom's illness, um, like I've said before, she had 30 years with Parkinson's, eight of the last eight, she had dementia. And I think the denial, if you want to call it that for me, um, I think I was in denial about being in denial. Um, that yeah. was, <laughs> was, I still even have a hard time saying it, but uh, I have a little, little bit of space now from that time. And I would say that I was, a lot of it was, I was, I thought I could quote unquote, save her from mm-hmm. Parkinson's. Like I, mm-hmm. I could not that I could make it go away, but that I could, um, uh, you know, make things a lot easier, which I definitely tried to do, but I think I sort of thought I would be her savior yeah. and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, <laughs> don't worry, mom, I got this, you know, um, yeah. I'll put it on my shoulders and, and then realizing later on that in <clears throat> fact, I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. do all that. So I had an aunt once that was dying of cancer. She did pass away from cancer and, Um, I would talk to her and she'd say, um, I'd say something like doctor wanted to put her on hospice. And she said, um, no, that's for people that are dying. I'm not dying. I'm going to, you know, so that was, I I understand that there's this side of that, you you know, positive. And we definitely want to fight every day to make that quality of life better. And ultimately the miracle would be the cure. But in the same time, there's a factor that, you know, to be in de- complete denial of a s- situation, um, you know, there's this there's this process of, you know, it can't be happening to me. It's not, 
it's not part of my life. It's, you know, it's, I don't need to, to deal with this right now. Um, mm-hmm. There's all kinds of things of putting things off. I think when people know that there's things that happen and then, you know, they really should go to the doctor because they have maybe a, a lump or, uh, you know, certain kind of situation, but then they end up not dealing with it because they don't want to, they don't want to accept it. They don't want to right. face it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, that happens with a lot of people with Parkinson's, um, uh, well, any illness, as you mentioned, even cancer. Um, but in, in my mom's case, you know, I think, and, and this is why I asked, I mentioned it earlier was that people ask me often about this. My husband, it's, it's often my husband's in denial about his Parkinson's disease. And mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, how do you define that? And, oh, he doesn't want to get any help. And so, um, to which I say, well, let's start with the beginning here. Are you, are you saying, you know, cause we assume that we know best for our loved one, but we might yeah. not. And like you said, sometimes it's just needing some time. Some people, this is how they adapt to a diagnosis. They need time to digest that diagnosis. How long that is depends on each person. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and that's not a bad part of a bad behavior. They're just, right. I, you know, they're adjusting to the diagnosis. And so we need as care partners and loved ones, we need to give them some time and space for that mm-hmm. and not instantly go, you're in denial. You have an illness, yeah. you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Um, and I think, so this idea of uh, a friend of mine, who's a psychologist said, you know, is their behavior adaptive or maladaptive? So in other words, if they, if they're going downhill, they're starting to get into a behavior such as for example, Michael J. Fox talks about drinking a lot, you know, when he got his di- diagnosis. And obviously we know that drinking in excess is not necess- is not a adaptive behavior. That would be no. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so <clears throat> let's look at how is that our loved one coping um, and and just saying that I don't have the disease r- right away isn't necessarily horrible. But we do obviously want to help them get treatment. Mm-hmm. But how do mm-hmm. we do that? We support them. We love them. Mm-hmm. We ask them, how can we be there for them? We don't go, you need to go to the doctor. You know, it's easier said yeah. than done sometimes, but that would be uh, my recommendation for yeah. you know someone who says they're in denial. Yeah. And I think that what you're saying too is so important in the fact that we as care partners tend to want to take control of the situation. I know I tried to do that with my mom. I was constantly on the internet. I was trying to, you know, outsmart things. I was constantly talking to people that, you know, in her care community with her doctor to the point where I would sometimes talk over her. Um, and I, I went to, came to a realization that was kind of this overwhelming realization that, you know, it's mom's life. Yes. She's going to make decisions based on what's best for her. It may not be my choice because obviously I wasn't the one that, you know, that chose that, Mm -hmm. but it's her life. And I think part of, you know, our acceptance as care partners, I mean, I'm throwing that out there, is the respect of where they're at. And and accepting that, mm -hmm. yes, that that's where they're at. And Mm -hmm. I need to hold my tongue sometimes. I need to let them and that whole acceptance piece and and that's and that's you know from denial yeah. to acceptance we learn to then say you know in my mom's case when she finally was got past the digesting i have parkinsons if you will she then was able to then go look for more ways to help herself mm-hmm. so 
not only was she getting treatment through her neurologist, but she was also looking for ways that she could take ownership of her life to, to, to exercise more, to get the proper Mm -hmm. nutrition. And that because she had accepted, okay, Parkinson's is there. It's in my life. I don't need to like it. No one said you had to like it. We're just going to acknowledge that it's there. And that way we can move forward with our, you know, overall treatment, everything that we can do to make our life better. Yeah. And I think too, when you're, when you're talking about this, accepting it and Parkinson's is there, it's also sometimes letting them, you know, in that conversation, be where they're at. Just, Mm -hmm. just like we're saying, just close your mouth. It's, it's being that person that says, you know, mom, I'm here for you, whatever you need. And, and, you know, when you look at, if you have a loved one that's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's or dementia or diabetes or heart disease or anything like that, that is a chronic condition, you know, there is a process. I know I have a family member that just got diagnosed with type two diabetes. And for the first, you know, they had so many denials. I, you know, the doctor kept warning him, you're pre-diabetic, you're pre-diabetic and he didn't do anything about it. Right. It's because we all have our process and, you know, he didn't even tell his family that he was pre-diabetic. So how, what were we were doing? We weren't doing anything to support him, you know, in his process. So now it's a good thing in that factor to be that voice to say, you know, say, saying to them, you know, I'm here for you, whatever you need. Yeah. So Leanna, tell us quick, tell us about your books. We have about 15 seconds to go. And so you have three books. Is that correct? Yes. And so if you're at the beginning of your Parkinson's journey, I recommend the complete guide for people with Parkinson's Um, caregiving. If you're in that space, then I'd recommend the everything you need to know about caregiving for Parkinson's disease. And then my new book, Parkinson's Path, which is coming out soon, um, will be we're talking about the whole uh, emotional journey that one experiences both as a person with Parkinson's and a care partner. Great. And how do we reach you? Oh, well, you can co- just go on over to allaboutparkinsons.com and uh, we got a lot of free resources and you can contact me through there as well. Great. And Leanna and I will be back a little bit more about this process, this grief process right after this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Answers for Elders radio show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive promotional discounts and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForEldersRadio.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders. 
Well, hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.